Rollins Around Town is a showcase of, out, of outstanding people who make dynamic and important contributions to the Rollins campus and throughout Central Florida. In either case, these are difference makers who help uplift the mission and brand of Rollins and who help make our region a special place to live, learn, and work. Today, I am delighted to welcome Min Sun Kim as our guest. Min is the executive director of the Edith Bush Institute for Philanthropy and Nonprofit Leadership within the Crummer Graduate School of Business. In addition to her years of service as the interim executive director and as the assistant director of the Edith Bush Institute, Min is well known amongst the Crummer and Central Florida nonprofit communities and has a history of leading branding, strategy, and marketing and fundraising efforts for many organizations in the nonprofit sector. She was an inaugural member of Orange County Mayor Jerry Deming's Martin Luther King Jr. Initiative, serves as a committee member for Orange County Public Schools Alumni Committee with the Foundation of Orange County Public Schools, and is a board member of Samaritan Village. Min was named to the Orlando Business Journal's 40 Under 40 list in 2021. Min, welcome and thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Great to have you. So, give us a, a you know sort of your brief history. Where 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 did you where, where'd you come from and how did you get to Rollins? Yeah. So, um, first, I think I'm associated with anything with long names. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's a tough intro. It's a <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I am Korean American, um, and I was actually born in Texas, um, so that's like a little known fact, uh-huh. and um, came here um, to Orlando after living some time in South Korea for a little bit, and I've been here all my life. Uh, so went, grew up in the Orange County Public School System, uh, went to Chickasaw Elementary, Stonewall Jackson Middle School, which is now the Robert Clements Middle School, um, University High School, UCF, yeah. and Rollins. And, um, yeah, I've, for the past 10 years, I tried to leave Central Florida, actually, and um, realized that, you know, there's something really special here. Um, I talk about, like, my compass um, of, you know, where, how do I know if I'm going in the right direction and things like that. And um, I have three words or, like, three phrases, yeah. um, educator, bridger, and next generation. Love it. Um, so those, um, I love that my work at the Edith Bush Institute allows me to live that out um, every day um, yeah. as an educator, bridger, and next generation. And um, each of those words have um, a meaning for me, educator, because um, I actually graduated um, UCF with a degree in math education. Um, my parents were like, you have couple options. <laughs> you can be a doctor, yeah. a lawyer, or a teacher. I was like, well, I don't like the smell of um, hospitals. I don't really like reading that much. And so, um, and I love students and um, just what does that mean and things like that and um, the impact that teachers have had on my, on me. So, um, so decided to be a teacher with the end goal of opening up a tutoring school, actually. It wasn't even to teach. It was like, I'm going to open up my own tutoring school. Right. And so um, that's in, yeah, so that's kind of how the word of educator, um, my heart for students and um, the power of education and what it has done for me kind of comes from. Bridger, um, as a Asian American, you know, at home, I felt like I had a different culture from outside the home and 
you know, what does it look like to bridge that for my parents and bridge that for my brother? Um, I have a, one younger brother. Um, and then I realized I have this like ability to like bridge across um, programs and bridge across generations and bridge across um, a lot of different lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that's been really neat um, to discover about myself and kind of make that a part of like, like celebrate not only the hardship of learning what it looks like to be a bridger, yeah. um, but also kind of living that piece out. And then that awesome. last piece is um, next generation um, because um, I do a lot of work with um, students and primarily through my church. Um, but it's, I believe, you know, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about like, what's the next generation of students? What's the next generation of workforce? What's the next generation of X? Yeah. And um, I think in the nonprofit sector, um, you know, I think about like, What's, what's the next generation of leaders that are going to um, kind of take the mantle and ensure that these um, incredible organizations continue? Yeah. Um, and where where do I fit in that and how can I be an inspiring voice? Right. Um, and so that's like a little bit, you know, some that. snippets. Um, well, the, your, your, your three words, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they fit so well, it seems to me, with what you do and what the Edith Bush Institute for Philanthropy and Nonprofit Leadership is. Yeah. So tell us specifically what what is the institute and what do you do? Yeah. So um, we at the Edith Bush Institute, we have a hard time saying the long name. So sometimes <laughs> we do. We say EBI. Um, yeah. And our mission is to develop the strongest nonprofit sector through education and management assistance. Um, our the people we work with is um, nonprofit organizations in the community. We have 350 nonprofits that make up um, the membership of the institute. And um, so we have programming to teach um, those who want to go into the sector or who are in the sector how to fundraise, how to market, uh, what does it look like to be an executive director, um, what about finance and budgeting and um, so we have or board um, work. So what do those workshops mean um, for the sector? Um, oftentimes we go into the sector um, with passion um, and with a calling or with a conviction to make a world a better place. And sometimes um, that just needs to be supported with some good principles um, to make sure that um, the organization can thrive. Yeah. So. We actually had a um, develop, new development directors roundtable where typically it's like the people who come are, um, you know, they just started in the field and development directors are basically fundraisers right. in the community. And um, we had um, a zoologist and um, a marine biologist, from what I understand, um, who came and they were like professionals and good at that work um, and realize, you know, there's some incredible things to do in the nonprofit sector. Um, we have lawyers who switch careers and go into the sector. Yeah. Um, you have teachers like myself who have um, shifted careers. Um, and so helping to make sure that um, individuals who decide to go into the sector are well equipped um, so that the organization um, thrives, meaning, and as we do that, um, then the neighbors we get to support um, are better supported. Right. How, maybe it's sort of a two-part question. How and why is mm-hmm. the Institute connected with Crummer 
more specifically, the Cromer Graduate School of Business. Yeah, so we just celebrated 22 years right on. Um, of being part of the Cromer Graduate School of Business. Um, we are, um, so back in 1999, so we just went through this history. <laughs> <laughs> back in 1999, um, President Rita Bornstein um, had a conversation with a few other leaders in the community and the Edith Bush Charitable Foundation where um, the resource of the Edith Bush Institute resided. Um, and it was called the Florida Nonprofit Resource, Resource Center. And um, they had a conversation about, like, what does that look like? How do we ensure um, we celebrate philanthropy and nonprofits and um, understanding, I think, the mission of Rollins College, too? And so in 2000, we became a part of Rollins College under the Crummer Graduate School of Business. And um, for me, it makes a lot of sense because we talk about nonprofits um, needing to run like a business or right. at least have business principles guiding it. Right. Um, that can be a whole conversation in itself. Um, and, and so we've been a part of the Crummer Graduate School of Business as a center for excellence since 2000. And um, just ensuring the the connection um, of global citizenship, I think, in the big R space is the really is really the coolest part. Right. Um, and it fits, it aligns with the mission of Rollins um, because of that global citizenship work. Um, as we are supporting nonprofit organizations and strengthening them and ensuring that they learn about um, volunteer management and they learn about marketing and social media. Um, those things become um, capacity building things that happen that's in the sector. And then as students say, I want to en get engaged with these nonprofit organizations, they're able to work with stronger nonprofit organizations that, um, and to be able to support them in some really uh, meaningful yeah, ways. And that. so um, we bring a lot of people on campus um, from the community um, because our workshops happen on campus. Um, we did it the past two years um, with uh, COVID. However, um, the presence of Rollins and Crummer um, is well known um, because of our work right. in the workshop. So um, foot traffic um, constantly happens. So making sure people know like throughout the community what Rollins College is doing. Right. Um, as well as ensuring that the mission of Rollins College is lived out, um, not only by the students who engage in volunteerism, um, but what does that look like um, right. as this resource is here? And then how do we ensure the strong, strong business principles are happening? Which set of students uh, engage more? I mean, obviously, the Crummer Graduate School of Business students mm -hmm. do, but is, is there much or any from the undergraduates? There is. So um, with the undergraduates, we, um, you know, when we look at the nonprofit organizations that the Bonner students engage with, mm -hmm. a lot of them are members. That's great. Um, and, you know, I... Once in a while, um, Marnie Stallman will invite me to her class that she teaches, and we talk about the nonprofit sector and what does that mean. Um, and so, and whenever I have those conversations, a lot of them are talking about how they are volunteering at X organizations, and usually those organizations are within the ecosystem of wow. the Edith Bush Institute. Um, within the Cromer Graduate School of Business, our um, direct tie is the work we do with the MBA Nonprofit Board Program. And so what that means is um, we have relationship, long-lasting relationships with nonprofits and um, asking them, do you want to take a Crummer Graduate School um, business student on your board? Yeah. 
And um, what that does is um, everyone gets training. Everybody knows what they're, you know, signing themselves up for. Um, we prepare them as best as we can because we want them to be a strong board, um, board member that's taking up a seat that will make a meaningful impact right. in that organization. And so that MBA nonprofit board program is also um, a way that we directly connect with students um, oh, in that way. a great connection. Yeah. And a great opportunity for the students and for the organization. Absolutely. So how are you structured? Are, are you a standalone private 501c3 nonprofit, or are you sort of um, a, a division within the Rollins Institution? We are Rollins through and through. <laughs> uh, excellent. Um, yeah, so we are a part of um, yeah. the Rollins family. Yeah. Um, and How big is your staff right now? Uh, we have... Uh, seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seven including me, I think. And, and so you do all a lot of this consulting and, you know, teaching um, mm -hmm. and, and educating. Where does the talent pool come from to teach? I mean, I know it's you. I know it's some of your staff. Mm -hmm. But um, with all the programs and everything you have, yeah. what's sort of your business model to be able to, um, you know, effectively help and coach and guide these 350 members and, and more in the nonprofit community? Um, so we work with practitioners in the field. Um, we look for um, people who are just really incredible at their work um, in the sector um, because those who come to our classes and our workshops um, need to make sure that like, they can apply the work tomorrow. Um, we talk to every practitioner, every instructor we work with. We say, please make sure you teach the what works yeah. um, because time and resource is... Um, the two things we have to think about all the time um, for our nonprofit people who say yes to coming to workshops. When they don't come to, um, you know, when they come to workshops, um, they have to, I mean, the work that hap needs to happen during that time um, still needs to happen. And so, um, you know, we, we want to say that, you know, you are going to be saving time because we're going to teach you some principles that make sense. We're, you're going to create, you're going to ideate, you're going to be with, Others who are similar in your field. Yeah, um, yeah so we work with practitioners all the time. Yeah. How much of your content and educating is, you know, sort of um, routine and ongoing versus, you know, customizable and, um, you know, sort of what's the nimbleness, if you mm -hmm. will, of, 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 of the teachings at the Institute? Yeah, so we talk about, like, there are core principles, like, you will always need finance. You will right. always need volunteer management. You will always need to learn like um, the fundament fundamentals of fundraising. Right. You will always need to learn strategic planning. You will always need to learn board orientation. So those things, there are core um, curriculum that reside within the Edith Bush Institute and that has been developed um, over the many years um, that we have been in the community. And... Um, so, you know, there are some of those things that stay and then we kind of adapt it to the times, yeah. right? So um, the practitioners bring the stories in about like, how does this apply today? Right. Um, and kind of moving away from some of the theory pieces. So um, there are some of those. And then we have, um, you know, Jim, who does all of a lot of customized programming. Um, and that is like. We don't decide what that is. Right. Um, the organization comes to us and say, says, this is a challenge we have. Um, we need to do a feasibility study to see if we um, need to get space. We need to 
um, we have a leadership um, challenge at our organization. Help us to have um, to develop the next generation of um, people in our work. Yeah. Um, and then we have things like please teach about email communication. Right. <laughs> and so <laughs> there's a wide range of um, things that we um, can really be a resource to the sector in. Um, yeah. And it, a lot of it goes back to the fact that we have been part of. Rollins and Crummer for 22 years, but also the fact that um, the training and tutoring and seminars happen um, in the community for as long as the Edith Bush Charitable Foundation has right. been around. So there's um, some really rich history that we can grow from. And just like a business cycle, like you have, a, you have the business cycle where um, you have the startup phase, you have the growth phase, you have the maturity phase, and then you got to decide if you can survive in the maturity hmm. um, stage. And yeah. then you have to close or um, merge and merge or get acquired. Um, same thing kind of happens in a nonprofit phase. So what is that nonprofit life cycle and yeah. what's needed in each of those spaces? Love that. So talk a little bit about the nonprofit and, and philanthropic footprint of Central mm -hmm. Florida. Um you know, are we are we a best in class community? Are we um, on the cusp of that? Do we have a long ways to go? Sort of give us a very high level overview of the Central Florida nonprofit community. Yeah. Um, so let me talk about the philanthropic side first. Um, we have um, something called the Donors Forum of Central Florida, and um, that's a collaborative group of um, you know about thirty to 40, non uh, 40 funders in the community. They just come together to chat. Um, they talk about um, issues in the community. They talk about how can they collaborate around those issues. Um, they talk about their funding practices and what are some things that they should know. Um, in a crisis, they talk about how can we take our, all of our resources and really disseminate it effectively. Um, and so that collaboration that happens within the Donors Forum of Central Florida, um, it's not unique, um, but to have it in one region is pretty special. Mm -hmm. um, and Who so, kind of uh, owns that, if you will? I mean, who's the convener? Yeah, the Edith Bush Institute it's, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very cool. Um, the beauty of the Edith Bush Institute is we um, lead with Switzerland. Right, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, so it allows us to be able to um, not have other motives other than to ensure that we are convening thought leaders Beautiful. together. That's great. Um, and then we have our nonprofit sector. It's strong here. Um, I um, recently attended a um, Florida-wide conference, and um, it was so much fun. Um, it was the Florida Philanthropic Network Conference, which um, yeah. yeah, it was which we were able to both attend. And um, I, I think what was really neat was to understand um, how much best in class we were. Right. Um, I knew we were pretty awesome <laughs> um, because for the past because we have constantly ensured that quality and excellence um, was in everything we do and that matters yeah right and so um, whether you're a student or whether you're um, whatever you do if you lead with quality and excellence in everything you do the result will matter like the result will show yes. and I think at the institute because we've done that um, the results show that, at least here in the community. Sure. Um, what I didn't realize was that throughout Florida and um, others who also came to this conference, um, you know, it, they 
affirmed that in a pretty yeah. neat way. What I, what I took, you know, I got to go in my role as chairman of the board of the Winter yeah. Park Health Foundation, and what I found was so impressive, and you sort of touched on it earlier, was the for-profit mindset, business, maybe the business mindset. It's mm-hmm. not a, It wasn't a pr- about profitability, Mm-mm. but it was just about creativity and nimbleness and mm-hmm. timeliness and um, just really meeting immediate needs now. And mm-hmm. even though we have a structure and we have a board and we have guidelines and we have mm-hmm. a strategic plan, if problem X arises, we're going and we're going to go solve problem X. And, and, and that might change our mission statement. Like I was shocked at how many entities sure. would just be like, yep, in the last one entity told me in, in like maybe four or five years, they've changed their mission statement like eight times. Yes. That's, that's a pain. That's torture, you know, <laughs> uh, just a process. But they did it because it was the right thing to do. And it gave them yes. a specific North Star that they had to go and, 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 and go towards. And that's the beauty of the nonprofit yeah. sector. And I think that's the beauty of the philanthropic yeah. um, community. Um, when you think about businesses, um, profitability is important, and um, that's what the shareholders want, and that's how it needs to run there. Then you have the government um, who um, supports you know, the county or the community in, a, in pretty specific ways. Um, and so where, who can fill that gap? Right. Um, it's the nonprofit sector. You know, I think about these past two years, um, and thinking about our community without the resources of the nonprofit sector and the ways in which we have been able to pivot to serve our neighbors. Yes. Um, and what would a community look like without it? Oof, that's a dark question. It's a dark Scary. question, but it also shows the power yeah. and the work that is happening in the sector right. and why um, it's important. You know, I think about the Early Learning Coalition where um, – they were no longer taking students for because of the right reasons, but right. they were able to pivot to ensure that first responders were able to um, bring their children there. And, you know, they had the curriculum, they had the people, and what does that look like? And right. how do you ensure that the community can serve one another? Yeah. Um, yeah. Thinking about the arts and, like, what does that look like? You know, they've had to close their doors um, but how can they make sure the arts goes into their or you know into the community to uplift and inspire? And so podcasts like this happen, um, and people had to be very creative. Um, one of my friends in California, because you know they're known for innovation, I was right. like, we need some innovation here or something like that. And he was like, well, you guys are doing some really neat things, you know. And um, you know, what does it look like to see? Um, certain shows or, you know, um, in different ways and right. create access in a pretty cool way. Yeah. So That's it's just awesome. been um, really neat. I am so thankful of the, for the nonprofit sector and the ways in which um, in the midst of dark um, and challenging times, yeah. they said, yeah, count me in. Um, I'm here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to continue to serve. Um, our community and my neighbor. Yes, so true and well said. Mm-hmm. Can, can you give us an example, sort of a specific case study of a nonprofit who who benefited specifically through your work and the EBI's work? And, you know, again, without maybe telling too much, but, yeah. but, but is there a, an, an entity that you can share a quick story about? Oh. I know there's a lot. There there's are, a lot of people, too. There are. Actually, um, we had our member that last um, Thursday, and um, one of the members who have been in the community for a while, um, they shared with me that um, their organization, like, 
you know, truly would not be where it is today uh, without the Edith Bush Institute. And so what this individual was telling me was that, um, you know, as things happen in the community, they said, okay, well, um, we have this property um, where we can, um, it's a garden, one of the gardens here yep. in, in the community. And, um, you know, what does it look like um, to make this a thing? Um, they didn't realize all the things that were associated <laughs> with it. So like board development, um, all the fundraising that needs to happen, the strategic planning and forth, um, foresight. Um, what are, like, how, are, how can we raise money other than doing special events and what does that look like? And so that organization has been in our community for a very long time. That's great. Um, and so this individual came to me and shared with me that, you know, it was the institute that kind of allowed for them to do that. Yeah. Um, I think about some of our work that we're doing with the Citizens Commission for Children and working with organizations with budgets of $250,000 or less. So wow. these are like grassroots nonprofit organizations. Right. Um, yeah, just I think because they've entered into a relationship with the Edith Bush Institute and um, obviously our coaches are incredible and they have seen the good, bad and ugly and the best um, right. as they have been leaders in our community. Um, looking and thinking about the organization's growth um, that have been a part of these small nonprofit yeah. organizations, um, they're able to say, my board is engaged now. Um, we have stronger board members. Wow, we got this um, you know, grant funding for the first time. We did a video and <laughs> raised money um, during the holidays. Right. Those might not seem like it's big, um, but what that is is it's um, evidence that there is change happening of the organ in the organization, and there is hope that 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 organization's mission will continue. Yeah. Because you you can have a mission, but if you don't have money, it's not going to last much very long. Right. If you don't have, um, if you don't have. If you have money, but you don't have a mission, you're not going to last very long right. either. So we talk about no money, no mission. Um, you have to have both. Yeah. And so what we're seeing with these um, small grassroots nonprofit organization is like we're starting to think about those things in more sophisticated ways and trying things and um, gaining confidence to do that. Um, and so it's been really neat. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Are there... Sort of this model, right, of of the Edith Bush Institute uh, being within a graduate school of business mm -hmm. slash an institute of higher education. Is that are there dozens of these throughout the the country, or do you find that your sort of place is pretty unique? We're unique. Yeah, um, we have it really, <laughs> truly the best, um, and. Um, we have served as a model um, for other um, what we call management service organizations, which is kind of what we call the Edith Bush Institute. Right. Um, so in uh, Tallahassee, um, they're within a school as well. And so as they were trying to think about how do we ensure a resource happens in the community, um, they're a part of the Tallahassee um, Community College up there. Okay. Um, then we have a group in Jacksonville, and they are a standalone nonprofit. Mm. Um, same thing with another one in Tampa. And so um, it differs. Um, but here in Florida, I think because of the strength of Rollins College and the Crummer Graduate School of Business, you know, like, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, and when people come to the campus to learn, 
um, there's something beautiful that happens when you get to be on a college campus or when you get to be on, you know, the most beautiful campus in yeah. um, the United States, according to the U.S. Princeton <laughs> Review. <laughs> That's right. Um, but it's it's real, right? Like that helps to create a an education experience that's pretty, um, pretty special. Yep. And so, um, so there's some, there's those intangible things that, um, we have to give credit to. Yes. Um, but also, yeah, just the fact that we're part of Crummer and Rollins in this way. Um, I haven't seen a model exactly like this. I think we're going to, I think as people see the value of the nonprofit sector, in more meaningful ways, people will start thinking about this. Yeah. Um, the Lilly School of Philanthropy in Indiana, they would be like um, those an organization that has done this for a long time. Um, and so that would be under a school um, yeah. in a yeah. college and things like that. You, you kind of started to touch on it on, on my next question, which is, you know, the show is called Rollins Around Town. So, mm-hmm. you know, where do you see Rollins Around Town? And you know, really, it's almost like the, the, the core of the question is, what would Central Florida be like without Rollins? Mm. What I love about Rollins College is um, as a liberal arts school, um, it's important to do to have really strong critical thinking. And I think the voices around the table that Rollins is invited in, whether it's in the business community or it's in the government space or it's um, in the nonprofit sector, um, that piece of the liberal arts education kind of is um, comes to life. Like we kind of we breathe it and eat it and think mm-hmm. about it all the time. Right. And so that kind of comes forward around the tables that Rollins College is a part of. Um, we have like Rollins alumni as executive directors in this community. We have Rollins alumni as strong business leaders um, in the community. And so, um, yeah, I I think throughout the community, they're, they're there. Um, yeah. I don't want to like single one person out necessarily. <laughs> um, but also, you know, because of the Edith Bush Institute, we're also there in the philanthropic and the nonprofit sector in meaningful ways as well. So yeah. I, yeah, I can't say that it's like hard to find a fellow Rollins or Crummer person. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a very easy thing. And um, when I mention Rollins or Crummer or the Edith Bush Institute, um, there is an, an immediate connection yeah, um, no to question. the school, which find, is really neat. I find the same thing. And, and you know, to your credit um, and to the credit of the Edith Bush Institute, in a lot of my circles around the community, it's that's the no. In other words, that's mm-hmm. who, the, who many people know is mm-hmm. the Youth Bush Institute. And, oh, yeah, they, they really helped my organization or mm-hmm. helped my career. So. So, you know, we've talked about it. The Edith Bush name is so important to you and to me and to Rollins and to mm-hmm. Winter Park and to Central Florida. What is is there an ongoing partnership with the with the Edith Bush Charitable Foundation? You know, our community, you know, thanks to David Odhowski and his leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what's that like on a is it a daily basis, a weekly basis, an annual basis or kind of no real basis? Oh, we are um, who we are today um, in a lot of ways because of the Edith Bush Charitable Foundation. Um, I'm thankful thankful for the Edith Bush Charitable Foundation um, because that leadership as a foundation to say this matters right. um, and that advocacy and um, that voice 
um, ensures, um, yeah, it ensures um, strength in, in a pretty re- in a pretty robust way. Yeah, for sure. Um, we have a wonderful relationship with David. Um, actually, he came over to the office yesterday, nice. and um, you know, just to talk about you know how we can um, what he may need um, as um, he's going through um, building the Edith, and you know what what does that look like? But more than that, it's a um, you know, if I have questions from the sector side or if we have um, talk us through this right. or um, let's think about that or what is our history and um, how does that fit into who we are today? Yeah. Um, and then the challenge to think innovatively into the future. Um, he will ask really, really good questions yes. um, to make sure that um, we're really thinking about what's the best for the Central Florida community. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that relationship is huge. They are obviously um, a huge funder of the Edith Bush Institute yep. um, and, and have been, yeah, and Rollins College yeah. and um, have been um, since the very beginning. No question. Um, and so That's that good. legacy will, it lives on and is an important piece of um, why we bear their name and have their name as part of this. I love it. And it's a great alignment. Yeah, um, com- Community and, and, and aligns super with their mission too. Absolutely. So, you know, this is um, sort of a the, the what if moment. Like, what's <laughs> what's your snap your fingers and make it happen wish for the Edith Bush Institute? You know, if I could close my eyes and mm-hmm. snap my fingers, and um, yeah, it would be that um, all of our nonprofit organizations would have the funding funding they need to be able to keep their missions yep. going. Um, I think there is something neat in the system of um, the fact that we do have to raise money, um, because what that what that does is um, it forces or it creates opportunity for the community to say yes to helping neighbors. Right. Right. And so every time I ask, let's say, Sam, um, you to um, support our mission, um, one, um, we're realizing the fuel comes from the community and then um, to execute the mission and what that looks like is to be able to help the community. Yeah. And so I think what my wish would be just is that, you know, we would, we wouldn't have a lack in that. Um, we would be able to, um, talk to somebody about that and see if they can support us. And yeah, whatever that looks like, we're willing to support you in that. Love that. Um, love that. And I think, you know, the realities of history is that sometimes that trust is a hard thing to, um, it's a tricky thing. Um, and yeah, how can we continue to build that trust, um, as a nonprofit organization and what does that look like? So it's semi-similar, but more on the, on the big R, we talk about the big R, the, 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 the big Rollins brand. If, if you were president of Rollins for a day, yeah, what would that presidency look like? Or what would be your one or multiple, you know, executive orders. Oh, I think one thing, you know, I have this like personal mission. <laughs> Love it. Um, it's um, so there I watched this um, documentary about um, this individual who was a black woman um, and she was convicted of making sure who goes into space is different. I can't remember her name, but that documentary, I watched it during COVID at um, at the yard and Dr. Phillips Center, or the what is it, the backyard? Yeah, the front yard. Front yard, yeah. yes, at the front yard. And I was like, 
that's incredible. <laughs> and I want to do that for the nonprofit sector. Right. I want, I think like if we can get every student to really consider um, the nonprofit space as a career and, um, and inspire that and see what does it look like or, or to be a board member or to commit to um, being there for their neighbors. Yeah. Um, I would love to do that. And I think the other piece I would love to do is, um, yeah, I, I knew Rollins College existed um, to some degree, we like passed by Rollins College um, to know, um, to see the college. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. I didn't really understand the beauty of Rollins and Winter Park as yeah. I grew up. Um, I grew up in Azalea Cove, um, so or Azalea Park, so that area, you know, it's not very affluent or anything like that. And so what does it look like to like um, continue to build um, those relationships and um, instill dreams of being a part of Rollins um, earlier on right. um, for, yeah, a more diverse group. And I think Rollins is um, doing some incredible work um, to be able to do that, which I'm very thankful and proud to be able to say that. Um, but I would love for more of that because yeah. um, I didn't know about the nonprofit sector or the Edith Bush Institute until much later. Um, and maybe when my mom would have said, you know, what do you want to do as a <laughs> lawyer, doctor, or teacher? Right. Could have had another option. I in could there. have had another option. Right. And um, culturally, it's very different, too. Yeah. You know, when I started sharing about the nonprofit sector with her and started exposing um, my family to those things, you're like, what is this? Like, what right. is this work that you're doing? Right. Um, and to be able to help more of those family conversations to happen yeah, love that. Um, and cultural boundaries to be crossed um, so that, yeah, we can have a continue to have a very robust nonprofit like sector. Well, I am the product of a nonprofit, of a nonprofit background. I mean, my first job out of Rollins was at Florida Citrus Sports. I love it. And just didn't really even know what a nonprofit kind yeah. of was and sort of get it all. But that was an important career opportunity and learning experience. And mm -hmm. then, working with the Central Florida Sports Commission and the Winter Park Chamber and being involved in other, you know, community organizations. So I deeply value the role of the nonprofits. And more importantly, men, I really am, I consider Rollins and Crummer and Central Florida lucky to have you in your role oh, thank you. doing what you're doing uh, for so many in the community. So um, I just can't thank you enough for joining us and sharing a little bit more about the uh, Edith Bush Institute and wish you all the best and can't wait to uh, continue to watch the success you and your team have. Thank you. Thank you to everybody for tuning in to Rollins Around Town. This is our last episode of the academic year, so we'll be back in the fall. I do want to give a final shout out to uh, Angel, our awesome uh, Rollins student who was our guest last week, uh, and he has served as our amazing marketing coordinator and board operator. He's off for the summer and then off to uh, London and then who knows. But uh, we'll have him back. We'll keep track of you and uh, just can't thank you for all you did for helping Rollins around town this year. So with that, uh, we remind everybody to keep updated on all of our shows and upcoming guests in the new academic year by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Rollins Around Town. And of course, subscribe to our podcast wherever you find your favorite podcasts. So with that, thanks for tuning in and have a great day in Winter Park.